Reformation Day, October 25th, 2020. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious Lord, pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep us steadfast in your grace and truth. Protect and deliver us in times of temptation. Defend us against all enemies. And grant to your church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading for Reformation Day is from the Revelation of St. John, the 14th chapter. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. This is the word of the Lord. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God. Walk about Zion, go around her, number her towers, consider well her ramparts, go through her citadels, that you may tell the next generation that this is God, our God, forever and ever. The epistle is from St. Paul's letter to the Romans, the third chapter. Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and that all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law and the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ, to all and on all who believe. For there is no difference. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness, because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. By what law? Of works? No, but by the law of faith. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, 
We are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus answered them, Most assuredly I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin, and a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son abides forever. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the Scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. He helps us free from every need that hath us now taken. The old evil foe now means deadly woe, deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. With might of ours cannot be done, soon were our loss effected. But for us fights the valiant one, whom God himself elected. Ask ye, who is this? Jesus Christ it is, of Sabaoth, Lord, and there's none other God. 
He holds the field forever. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, we tremble not, we fear no ill, they shall not overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will. He can harm us none, he's judged the deed is done. One little word can fail him. The word they still shall let remain, nor any thanks have for it. He's by our side upon the plain, with his good gifts and spirit. And take they our life, Good's fame, child and wife, though these all be gone, our victory has been won, the kingdom ours remaineth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is the word of the Lord. What is this day about? It is not, as you suppose, a day concerned primarily with your identity as Lutherans. Indeed, may God forbid that this ever be the case. Instead, this day is about your identity as Christians, an identity within the holy Catholic that is universal, Church of God, through time and space, and opposed, now as ever, to the world. You are not distinctively Lutheran, though pride may beg to differ. You are, however, distinctively Christian, which is, in fact, the greater calling. You boast not in theses or in men, but in a man, Jesus Christ, the eternal, unchanging, incarnate word of truth. Boasting in Christ you then boast in your identity as Christian. You boast in pure teaching and confession of the gospel, in the historicity of creeds, canons, and councils of the Holy Church, and in the real bodily presence of God with you in word and in sacraments unto life everlasting. Where is the room for self-aggrandizing opinions, for works of the law, or for self-offerings of ego to the divine 
when his own son stands before the throne with his blood as propitiation. Free grace is not cheap grace, but earned grace is. Free grace is not free, but it is free to you because the offered gift has been paid for in full by Christ. Earned grace is free, but like a cheap trinket, it will not last and it will not prove effective. This day is about your identity as Christians because it is about the identity of the Christ. He is the eternal gospel, not a vocable or a message, but an effective word made flesh that is preached, proclaimed, distributed, and present physically with his people to offer his touch of grace. You are in the place to hear and to believe as the Jews to whom Jesus speaks. St. John describes them as those Jews who believed him. A better translation would read, the Jews who had begun believing in him. They are, in fact, Jews brought to faith for one reason or another, but whose faith is weak and precarious. Indeed, their faith comes and goes, lost even within St. John's record of this encounter. The reason their faith is weak and the reason it eventually dies is because they seek a Savior who is not the Savior. They seek salvation in blood, yes, but not the blood of propitiation. They seek salvation in words and in ordinances, but not in the Word. To be true disciples of Christ is to follow what he himself says. If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. You must do more than hear his word, think about his word, or intellectually assent to his word. You must know his word in the fullest sense, and you must abide in his word. To abide is to live in, on, and by that word. It is to stay put within the word and not to seek to wander off after another word. It is to remain where you have been placed, not to return to where you once had been. St. John elsewhere writes, We know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Understanding the word is not your act to perform, nor does it rely upon your own reason or intellect. Understanding does not come from or depend upon argument, logic, reason, polemic, theses, or any other human value. Because this word is no mere idea. He is a person. Understanding the word is the act of the word 
unto life everlasting. This word is the true God, and this word is eternal life. To know and to understand, which is really to say nothing more than to receive him and to love him, is to know the love of God in a crucified Son and to know eternal life in the death of the same. To know the Word is also to know truth, for Christ is truth, and he has indeed come to make free those made captive to sin and death. This is what the day is about, an identity as ones who know the Word who abide in the word and who thus know truth and who live as one set free in its immutable and infinite power by the sheer grace of love alone. In the current age, your identity is under attack because truth is under attack and therefore Christ is also under attack himself. But nothing is new God and him made flesh has always been hated by the world. God's truth has always been despised. God's son has always been hated. And the world has always sought his death and the deaths of those who abide in him. Spires will crumble. Steeples will fall. Buildings will topple. Bodies will burn, either in fires of persecution or in the hatred kindled against you for the sake of him in whom you abide and him in whom you receive your identity. They will take you before diets, before princes, before judges and jury, councils and hearings, because you do not bend to their truth because you believe in the worth of personhood, even in the smallest human, because you believe in the truth of marriage, because you believe in congregating to receive the body and blood of your Lord, because you do not bow to Caesar, because you do not bow to emperor, because you do not bow to earthly princes or her reason. But you will not recant, because you cannot. For how do you flee from truth? How can you abide in the word of life by the grace of God and leave willingly for the boors of the world? You cannot, and you will not. For as spires crumble, steeples fall, buildings topple and bodies burn, you will yet live in the stalwart fortress of Christ's holy body. You will yet dwell secure in your identity, not as Lutherans, but as Christians, little Christs who bear his name, who hear his voice, and who follow where he leads. You will yet offer praise and thanks for the truth of the gospel. All flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. You abide in the person of the word, the eternal gospel, 
You encounter truth in the flesh. You are made free in Christ, even as you are bound in fetters and chains by man. For you have the glory of Christ's holy gospel. In it and by it, you thus receive the forgiveness of your sins, life, salvation, and an identity truly worth celebrating. Little Christ's conformed to his image and living with him before the throne of heaven. Amen. Friends in Christ, I urge you all to lift up your hearts to God and pray with me as Christ our Lord has taught us and freely promised to hear us. God, our Father in heaven, look with mercy upon us, your needy children on earth, and grant us grace that your holy name may be hallowed by us and all the world through the pure and true teaching of your word and the fervent love shown forth in our lives. Graciously turn from us all false doctrine and evil living, whereby your precious name is blasphemed and profaned. Lord, in your mercy, may your kingdom come to us and expand. Bring all transgressors and those who are blinded and bound in the devil's kingdom to know Jesus Christ, your Son, by faith, that the number of Christians may be increased. Lord, in your mercy, strengthen us by your Spirit according to your will, both in life and in death, in the midst of both good and evil things, that our own wills may be crucified daily and sacrificed to your good and gracious will. Into your merciful hands we commend all in need and all who are in want, praying for them at all times, thy will be done. Lord, in your mercy, forgive us our sins as we also forgive those who sin against us, so that our hearts may be at peace and may rejoice in a good conscience before you, and that no sin may ever frighten or alarm us. Lord, in your mercy, Grant us our daily bread, preserve us from greed and selfish cares, and help us to trust in you to provide for all our needs. Lord, in your mercy. Lead us not into temptation, O Lord, but help us by your Spirit to subdue our flesh, to turn from the world and its ways, and to overcome the devil with all his wiles. Lord, in your mercy. And lastly, O Heavenly Father, deliver us from all evil of both body and soul, now and forever. Lord, in your mercy. We trust, O Lord, in your great mercy to hear and answer us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.